0: This is Yulia, and you're listening to Everybody Cooks With Water, the comfort podcast. For our third episode, I invited a friend of mine who recently moved to California. She is originally from Italy and has an impressive career. She worked seven years at Ferrari and now moved to the Bay Area to start a job at Apple. Even though I've only known her for a couple of months we've had some pretty interesting conversations around the role that anxiety plays in her life. And in this episode she opened up with me about the struggles that come with moving to the other side of the world along with the joys, what the past few years looked like for her and how she decided to embark on this new journey and how she's still trying to cope with her anxiety.
1: I wanted to talk to you a bit about first how you got to where you are now and if you're happy with where you are. And then we can go a bit in talking about your definition of success, if this is what you imagine, the things that went wrong, and then we can go a bit from there. So I know that you work at Apple. I do want to ask you to give me some background of what you're doing, where you live, where you were before.
2: Yes, I do work at Apple and I moved very recently. So I think it's my impressions about this journey I just began. um, I probably not completely real yet because I'm still in a very much settling down super admin and logistics and not getting arrested phase so it's um, it's a lot of emotions already so I'm, I'm like I, I'll probably get back to you in a few months or a year to have a more clear vision of myself in this new, new adventure but I, I can say that for what I've seen and experienced so far, I, I do like it. Um, it's, I don't think it's fair to talk about success. I never really thought about success when I decided to move here. Um, it was more about starting an, a new chapter that I, I felt I really wanted to uh, go for, for some very hard reason to explain. After all, like it's not. I I've tried to explain it to myself. I think a few times when I made this decision originally, and I don't think I found an explanation that is satisfying or clear enough. Um, I think when I when I go back to this question, and I, I mean, you're definitely not the first person asking, and many people already asked me, especially since I moved, and I think I've always had this, this push towards the US in general since I was a little kid if I really think about it my family my dad used to work for a US company and he was for a fair amount of time per year here in the US he was working mostly out of out in Michigan uh, but um, he was traveling around for what he was doing and so I've always had this idea of my dad being in the US and working for a US company even though it was from uh, from Italy, 100%. And I also knew that my parents spent their honeymoon in California and Hawaii. The two of them, they actually brought home two big posters from that honeymoon. And one is an LA poster and the other one it's a San Francisco poster. And they hang those two posters outside of my room at our, at our place, at our home. And I've always been Looking at those posters basically all my childhood since I remember. Um, and they were always being hanging like, in, honestly, like in front of my room. We even moved to another place and they were always in front of my room for some reason. So, I mean, this is just a funny reason that could explain why I got the interest in moving to the US in general, which is not rational at, at all. Then, how it became more rational, it's probably. Because I I did have an engineering uh, university career, so of course I deep dive into tech topics. So when I got to actually have a job, I I got um, I was working with I was doing my thesis with uh, with Ferrari back in twenty fifteen, and then uh, from from that thesis uh, experience, they offered me an internship and then they hired me. So. I got actually stuck at Ferrari after all. Um, I spent seven years there. I was was randomly matching with the situation
1: and I just went with the flow. Was this also what happened when you got your offer to move to the United States and work at Apple? No. Super different. So
2: I was basically coming, I think I went through a lot in my growing up and becoming... A woman, let's say also, because when I when I joined Ferrari I was twenty-four. Oh my god, like honestly, like it's very different. The place I'm standing today, I'm more than 32 years old compared to when I joined Ferrari, it's very different professionally, mentally. Um I'm not I'm much more aware, I think, of what I want to an extent of of, like I've no idea what I want, but much more aware compared to when I was twenty-four. So, I think the answer to your question is i really I really actively looked for this probably because I didn't actively look for what I added to ferrari so as of, as of today I'm actually not not really a career oriented person, even though someone can look at my LinkedIn would be like, "Oh God, that's so much career oriented actually i'm I'm not it really kind of happened to me when i um." When I w- went to Modena, when I started working at Ferrari, it kind of happened to me. And then what I actually do with the things I do is just I do the, I do them the best I can. Like no regret, no regret policy, let's say, something like that. And um, I just reached a point that was, t- t- till I kind of did it all. I really squeezed my Modena. In a way, I squeezed Ferrari, I squeezed Madonna the way I want. So I think I, I took it, I took everything I could from, uh, I mean, the company squeezed me too, clearly. <laughs> but um, the, I really, I, th- I, I think it was, I was done. I was done. I was there even randomly, like I started randomly there. I built a life there for seven years, was together with a guy for very long as well. So like lots connect, a lot con- connects me to Modena, of course. At a certain point, you know, life, life happens. I I just didn't, I wasn't fulfilled um, enough. So, one thing I must say is that when I started, I knew that wasn't the company for me. Like, it, I wasn't fitting very well and I couldn't thrive. What happened is that the whole point was that for for me to make this transition from from ferrari to the us from italy to the us old life new life i actively chose looked for this so i nothing was going to hit me from the sky in that situation i guess or i wasn't patient enough to um, to wait for a hit or something like you know lightning or such things like sometimes are random like my kind of random thing I found at Ferrari that wasn't gonna happen and I was gonna wasn't gonna wait for it anyway. So I really actively made a plan and I said, okay I'm gonna review my resume, build my LinkedIn, connect to this, 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 this piece people that I knew that were gonna be able to help me. So I, I spent months on doing this basically and this worked out. So the way a I transition I transitioned was 100% intentional, very intentional. And then in the intentionality, again, life happens. And so maybe you do an interview for a job and then you get connected to the interview at the Apple for some reason. So actually I wasn't looking for Apple. I wasn't looking at all for Apple. I didn't know they were gonna hire me. I, I, I had no idea they could, again, like it was actually the same feeling, which is also something for us women sometimes we don't believe in ourselves enough, I think. So sometimes it's like, okay, Ferrari hired me. I'm like, oh my God, it's incredible. I'm, I, I couldn't, I can't believe working with Ferrari. But at the end, you meet their very normal people as well. So, I mean, it's just about sometimes having more confidence. But then when I, when I got um, the chance to, to speak with, um, with my manager, uh, with the, the manager I have today, that is the one who interviewed me first, I was like, I, guess, I mean, I'm so lucky that Apple is is interested in me. So I felt kind of the same always, like not about com- not not enough confidence maybe, and that's maybe a yeah like a kind of female approach I fear. But um, uh, I kind of I kind of uh, built built the courage and then said, okay, I mean, fuck it, let's let's be let's be professional about this. Just do whatever it takes because. I felt there was a chance when I talked to this guy. The first time we connected, I was like, "Let's do it." I just need to do it. So when I got the chance to when I did the interview, which is actually, by the way, exactly a year ago, fifteenth of March, twenty twenty two, interview day, yeah. <laughs> so after after I I got this chance, I was. I mean, I I don't think I don't think I the 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 drive that I had to come to Silicon Valley it was. Mostly because I don't think there's any place like this on earth where all like the smartest kind of come, try to solve a problem. I mean, you also earn crazy money, but uh, yeah, I don't think there's a, such a place of like excellence, let's say in the world.
1: And I think you said maybe I'm um, just hit the beginning and it will change in the future, but I think the i'm gonna call them the vibes or the feelings that you get at the beginning i they are true i think you can trust your gut when you walk into a place and you're like oh yeah i see my people i recognize you and i feel recognized yes thank you (laughs) no definitely i have many questions for what you said okay um one of the things that you said that um, spiked my interest was that, you said, you know, if you look at my LinkedIn or my resume, you see that, wow, what a career. She must be really yeah. career driven. She must be really ambitious. And I think that is something that happens, for example, to me, I see people maybe like you are in different situations, but I think of them almost as like, oh, Maybe these people like just spend all their time planning and reaching out to people and doing resumes and just working to have such a well thought out and I'm going to just say successful career, but it's interesting to learn that sometimes, of course, you're smart and you're good, but also that you also think that sometimes you find yourself in the right place and so that can happen. And so you have both in your life. You have the first one where you kinda just fell into it. And the second one where you were like, Oh, I want this. Yes. And I'm gonna work hard to get this. Yeah. that's I think really I have, interesting. I think
2: I have both in my in my experience. And really just talking it through, it makes you realize that's probably what happened. But like if you told me, I Evelyn, mean, that you know in your future you're gonna you're gonna live in Mountain and work for Ferrari, for Ferrari for seven years, I would be like, Yes. Yeah, sure like no way there was not not even near my my target like not even near it was so far away from anything i would have imagined i ended up working on designing the first full electric vehicle for ferrari i mean whoever i would have never thought i was gonna do that don't it i don't i really don't think it's, again about the career um like i'm not i don't know what i'm gonna do now like it's not a I have no idea. I don't know whether I'm going to be career focused just because I'm here or because I'm going to have chances. Like, I have no idea. Like, I just know that for me, it's really not everything. And um, I was lucky enough to work for a very super known company. So my resume sounds amazing. I know. Um, at the same time, I it's really not the career that drove me here. I would say. It was a life a life experience decision, and that goes that, that, that really goes with making something useful with my life and my knowledge.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I strategically used my time in a way that I could still go skiing in the Alps <laughs> when I was uh, applying for jobs, but at the same time, I knew I had to send applications and look on my resume, so I uh, worked on my resume and stuff, but so. I I made the time to do it, you know, so I, I I cannot tell you I didn't work on it because I did like I spent hours and hours on reaching out, I did it like that I did because I was so much motivated to do it, I can't even tell you how much time it went I no, I have no idea, I was always doing it a little bit here and there again, still going out drinking still going skiing, I was living my life normally but I, I, I wanted to feel That I was reaching out, I was actively looking for it because for me that was gonna be like, um, uh, yeah,
1: it was my purpose at the end. Allora, um, first thing that I wanna ask is you said if someone told you when you were at uni or you're not going to be working at Ferrari for seven years and you're going to design the first electric engine for them, you would have said, yeah, sure. What if someone had told you and then (laughs) you're going to move to California (laughs) and you're going to work at Apple? (laughs) What
2: would you have said? I would have said, what? I thought I was going to go to Tesla in my story. (laughs) So that was going to be the first answer because actually when I worked on my thesis, since I was up, was about batteries, I looked a lot, I read a lot about Tesla during my thesis time because, I mean, it was the EV company. So um, so I was really thinking about going to Tesla. That was my kind of dream job. <laughs> to be honest with you, like if at 22, 23 years old, someone told me, um, yeah, you're going to end up at Ferrari and then you're going to end up at Apple, I would have said, okay, maybe Apple is actually more realistic for what I, I feel I, I would belong best. Um, but I wasn't going to believe that it could happen for real because I wasn't just confident enough, like confident to actually make it. And but at the same time, the best thing of working in such famous and high rated companies like best of the best of the best is that at the end they're made of people drink eat and go to the toilet you know so i don't know it's very basic and they make mistakes and um, they make mistakes and it's a lot of shit under the carpet you know like there's a lot at the end it's a bunch of humans that try to make something and smart humans the level is high i'm not saying it's not i'm used to interaction i guess with pretty high quality smart people in general which is great um but you also learn that, that sometimes not everything, is a, not everything is so well thought in any environment. Because you think, okay, this is, I mean we're at Ferrari for sure, we do this the best. I'm like, yes, most of the time it is like this. But there's always some times in which you learn, yeah, this might have been better maybe. And when you have the guts to, start to judge things like this, that's when you think you grow. Like you grow as a professional, as a person. When you start, when you question things, and when you ask yourself why, 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 it's where you really drive your your own way of building things, your career, like your your decision making, anything. It's when you don't think you don't take you don't take things for granted. I think it's so where you believe that your contribution means something. I did definitely did something, and I really think this made such a big difference in understanding that not everybody is like coming from the sky, but people made it and sometimes you also you also acknowledge that some decision making processes in the work environment are very much
1: emotion driven what you just said i mean everything you just said is exactly what this podcast is about or okay. how i imagined it okay. because i thought of it when looking at people but it it is also actually true for companies like the fact yeah. that it, Everybody cooks with water in the sense that, you know, we're just people and we eat and drink and shit. Yeah. (laughs) We make mistakes. Yeah. And so because like companies are also made of people. They are made of people. It's not like you look at a company like you can look at Ferrari. The company. At the end, it's a person that makes the decisions. Yeah. So that's very
2: brutal. It's brutal, but it is the truth. It's very... It's much much more human than you think. When you when you think of big things, you know, like Un United Nations or like whatever big name. At the end, it's a bunch of humans sitting on the table talking about stuff. So that's that's how I like to picture it, and that's how I think. Yeah, I mean, do not be scared about it, because you're probably gonna have some contribution uh, since you're also a human. You know. <laughs> I'm um, kind of exaggerating, I guess, but that's, that's the idea, it's, um, yeah, even though it seems, I, I, I guess it seems that I, I have this, I mean, I have to say this, well, my ex-housemate in Milan uh, is, is, is amazing, oh my god, he's such a good friend of mine, he used to say to me, oh my god, Melinda, you really won in life, you're such a winner. <laughs> And I was there like wrapping up my suitcase, about to move to Modena for my internship. I'm like, shut up, (laughs) motherfucker. So again, we met before I moved to California and he's like, you did it again. You won. You're such a winner. So when when you asked me actually to to talk about my my experience in this podcast, I was like, that motherfucker was right, I'm such a winner. (laughs) Oh, that's like at least how maybe other people can perceive me but again something that you like you grow and build little by little you don't realize while you are living your life what you're building you really you just can look at that from uh, when it's already passed I mean did I really win? Yeah, I'm not sure because I mean of course that's always something you're upset about in your life because I don't know. You feel fat or you, don't, you always have some shit that you're not happy about. So on one side I was like, yeah, like, I don't know, maybe. And on the other side you are, fuck yeah. Actually, the fuck yeah part, it's kind of hitting a bit more now. So sometimes I'm just sitting in this new place, still half unfurnished, but I have a very nice plant at least. And I'm like, I love this. I made it. This is such a great achievement for my life. I'm not talking about my career, seriously. It's more like a life thing for me. And I'm like, I can't believe I actually made this. So it's, yes, I actually don't, don't think I take enough time to kind of reward my little self, like my child self inside me. I should probably take more time to do that because at the same time, this whole thing comes with struggle as you mentioned at the beginning it does come with struggle because being like being ambitious, which is probably something that I guess I am ambitious. And when you are so ambitious, this is this is kind of, this is destroying you at the same time because you're very severe with yourself. You really want to be at the top doing the best, being, you know, like pretty all the time, like, Wearing cool stuff and being the best at sports, or you know, like being fit, like whatever it is you're really demanding. You're really fucking demanding to yourself. At least that's how I am, and um, it's uh, I mean it makes me suffer if I don't live up to my expectations, and so that's where you might you might struggle, and that's where the anxiety kicks in. So. It's a process. So that's why I'm saying I probably don't reward myself enough because I really kind of went above expectations when I actually got the job here, to be honest. Like I didn't know that was going to nearly be possible. I, I think I cried a lot in the past year since I, like, as I said, I kind of, um, I did the interview a year ago, but the preparation of the interview was prior to that. So I think for the past one half year, I cried a lot of times. Because everything was so emotional, and an international move is stressful, you know about it, and it's uh, especially when you come on your own. I mean, everything. If if you don't do it, nobody's gonna do it. Like you know, like it's it's so much to take, and so the struggle is there, and it's a kind of price I think you have to pay, and you gotta be careful to how to what an extent is. This price is like How much is actually it is? As of today, I'm I'm going through some anxiety episodes. I must say, because I mean, at the end of the day, I'm out here. I'm on my own, and I think I'm sure that this is the place where I want to be. It's it's painful. Like you can avoid the pain. I think it's about living living uh, how you live with it that makes a difference in, in your life. So I'm very lucky because my family has been, I guess, I mean, supportive to the extent they could because they were they were not happy, of course, about this, but they were not. Say support. I mean, my dad and mom, they are they were happy for me, but not happy for them because yeah. I, I'm so far away and I have no plan to go back, right? So that's 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 a struggle, I, I guess, and also the life I kind of left in Modena, of course, it's a life you built and it, it takes a lot of time to build friendships, especially the, when you get older. I left one of the most promising relationships I've ever had, and with one of the best persons I met in my life, I guess. But for some reason, that was not enough for me, and so I really need to go and find, um, I can feed my needs somehow, even though it sounds very silly when I repeat it. But so I kind of left behind a piece of life that I thought potentially could have been my life. But I probably always knew it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be. So you just realize shit, you know, and then when you realize it, it's very, it's very long to process. So, so in this case, you really have a much bigger, Backpack you bring with your with you of experiences and thoughts of people left behind of choices you made, and that's I think what you would always struggle more with is the choices you made that brought you where you are. It's it's it, I wouldn't say it's it's, it's easy. I like, you really it depends on how much you want
1: something, no. At the end of the day, like do you, do can you think, sacrifice
2: it or not? That's right.
1: Do you think you will get to a point in the future? And, and and maybe you have an idea of what that point would be maybe you don't where your your anxiety is gonna like calm down or is your head always gonna wonder always gonna go a thousand miles an hour and <laughs> squeezing everything <again>. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a good question I don't I, I have no idea um so part of my work to to fight with the with this anxiety, I guess I have, which is, um, which has been driving my, so, like part of me resolving the anxiety is definitely moving here because I wasn't, I was just was I wasn't happy. I thought I could do more.
1: So you had I... more anxiety when you were in Italy. Yeah. Huh.
2: Okay. I I went through like a, not the best time for sure. So. Um, I did a long session with uh, with a therapist, and um, she made me understand that this was going to be a good choice for me. So, me seeking for this international um, adventure experience was the only thing that could actually feed my needs, probably. So that's why I made that. That's that's why I made this, this decision after all. I was going through the breakup with my ex-boyfriend, which was my decision because of this. So I had to be brave for that. And uh, I do plan stuff because it helps me cope with my anxiety. I never made such a long-term plan. So I'm also happy. Like I know that anyway, nobody's fucking following the plan in your li- life, right? So I'm, I'm trying to take, in, to take it step by step. So maybe, yeah, I mean, it's March now. I'd love to go to Brazil this Christmas and I want to plan it. <laughs> but it's not that I'm saying, yeah, I'm staying here and I I want this and that. I don't know. Like, uh, actually, I'm finding myself even into furnishing this apartment. I didn't think about it. When I moved, I was like, maybe I don't give a shit. But I never any anything. So is the first time ever I buy a TV in my life. First time ever I actually own a plant. Look at this plant, it's an amazing plant. Is it an avocado? No, it's not an avocado. I actually, don't know the name. Because I got it as a as a present. <laughs> so basically, like I'm also finding myself interested in stuff I never knew I was interested in. So it's kind of a path I'm following. And I'm happy not to think through it too much, at least not too much long term, because whatever. I think I made the big step and now I'm trying to be okay with it, but at the same time, I think I suffered. My mom was here for a couple of weeks helping me out for uh, moving from the temporary housing to this permanent, let's call it, housing. And that stressed me out a lot because I felt like I had everything. I, I didn't have much under control and I wanted to have everything under control. And this process of me working out the control part it's fucking stressful. So the way I put pieces together um, to the point where I know where I live, I know what I pay, <laughs> I can sit on a couch and I'm, I don't know, like a sword art man. It's so, it's so stressful. I mean, any, anybody would hate it. And it stresses me to a point that it, Drains so much energy because I'm the fucking driver of my life. I am fucking alone driving my life, so that that's again like super stressful because of my expectations. Because I want to do everything perfectly. I want to control everything that happens. So I guess I'm trying to have the enough planning and control that doesn't drive me crazy and does just doesn't drive me too much uh, anxious uh, because I feel it. Like I do have symptoms and. Like I just feel like shit in the days in which I feel very anxious and when I have to heal from it, it's it's long. It just takes long. So I, I I'm trying to prevent it. I, I think it's gonna hit me probably it's probably gonna hit me again because I mean I'm just at the beginning of this journey. I think I'm holding together pretty well so far.
1: But um I think you're I holding know. together pretty well, but at the same time I don't think I have seen you on days where you're really anxious because yeah. I don't think I don't know but maybe you like to be more by yourself on those days I don't know actually for
2: the way I see it I could always use the company in in uh, in this in, uh, those more uh, darker days uh, because company actually makes me feel safe especially like company or you know, like people I value clearly. Um and talking it out always helps to to fade to make it fade away actually. So normally I would probably like if I feel like I I would maybe like I would definitely reach out if I needed a um I don't know like some a walk. often I like just a walk or sipping tea and talking through what happened and Rewarding myself a bit and just rationalizing why I'm feeling this Mm. It's something that's very helpful. This all started uh, to be honest when I was uh, when I was 18 because when I moved to the when I moved to Milan from my small town Odine The Olympus of the gods in Italy (laughs) No, it's um, I just uh, I, I also had anxiety issues at the beginning with my with my engineering degree with the very first semester I didn't know what engineering was but I kind of threw myself in there like that's what I do like it's it doesn't take too, for me too long to actually just just see how it is like it's the approach I have in general so it's not I'm kind of fearless in that sense I think and I when I when I started doing it I just again like I kind of went full In 100%, I'm living in Milan, I'm doing engineering, I want to do it the best. And that stressed me out a lot. And, um, so I I was, I went through like, I had, I was shivering at night and I went through times in which I had, I was waking up, maybe having like a rush on my face. It was pretty much all stress driven. I couldn't eat for days. Like st- stuff like this, I just know how my body reacts to this kind of stuff. So it's something that I knew about my, my reaction to stress. And again, there, you just learn to control it. You just kind of tell to yourself that this is bullshit to be stressed about, like chemistry exam or something. And so you kind of have to put yourself together. But at the same time, I really had so many, I had very good friends that could uh, help me out. Actually, this happened two times in the in university, in two different semesters. And it was so important, the contribution of my, of people that were around me at the time because they really helped me feeling better. And then by the, like, year by year you just kind of learn, you learn the symptoms and you kind of tell yourself, this is not worth it. And, and then this is, I got much better, I think, actually, and that kind of disappeared for a while and then came back a bit more in the, in the, in the later years with the bigger changes and stuff. So it's something that is mostly uh, related to this, I guess. I was very much in a comfort position modern, I think. So I never really had, I felt anxiety so much it's so much coming from the late, late, I mean, since I turned 30, everything went to fuck. I don't know, honestly, like also turning 30 was very, oh my God, it was shit for me. I, I think it really opened a big, um, <laughs> uh, a big black hole where all this stuff were so
1: confused and I, I had to start, tidying up everything and because it was like 30 and you thought that life at 30 looked in a certain way or because you were like yeah so I used to
2: say actually when I was so when I was kind of happily working at Ferrari and by the way most of my best friends work abroad and I, I used to tell them okay girls look by the time I turned 30 November 2020 I want to have a plan of me doing something different with my life. I need to fulfill my international uh, fever and stuff like this. They're like, sounds like a plan. You got this. And then shitty pandemic hit. (laughs) So I couldn't really do it. But at the same time, I wasn't going to be ready to do it by then. um, Because other stuff happened, my relationship kind of cracked and stuff. But yeah, I kind of, I probably set the boundary for myself. And it's just the way you grow up. Sometimes you think that 30 you're an adult and you need to be that you need to achieve something. Start thinking about the family and stuff. Yeah, so I kind of saw it as a as a threshold for for asking more questions, which is I mean it's a just fucking number, it's a fucking number, but at the end you're like, are you in the place where you wanna be? Are you doing are you working in the place where you wanna work? Are you with the person that you want to be with? Like I was asking this, myself these questions and God knows in pandemic how much time you, you have to yourself to to think about this stuff. So just, this clearly drove me crazy. And I, I, my answer to all the questions was fuck no. Like not this way, but kind of this way at the end. So I kind of, I really, need, I needed something like drastic to actually to actually yeah, to solve my, my miserable <laughs> situation even though I'm like I was working for Ferrari and had an awesome but like my life looked great, but at the same time I felt so miserable because it wasn't something I I wanted and it was gonna take too, it was it was taking too long for me to realize that I needed a change. So like I kind of felt the pressure mm-hmm. to to make something happening in my life because of this stupid three zero number, that doesn't mean much. It just makes you, it just scares you and uh, makes you feel you have to be an adult, and take consequences of your actions and stuff. So, I felt like I didn't want to float in the wind anymore. I really wanted. I just wanted to like shit actively and stand by what
1: I what I wanted as well. I think. The thirty number fear, or the fear of just, you know, become getting to to thirty, yeah, is something very common. It's something I have for myself. Yeah, I mean, I'm five years away, and every year you're I so get, lucky. Every year that I get mean, like closer to it, and you're like, like, "Fuck! Did I oh do this that I want to do?" That's the question you ask. You. That's why I'm I That's yeah. here. Yeah. I'm also like, do I need to have it figured out by 30? Like, in my, in my imagination. So, at 30, I have it all figured out. I have you don't. a life plan, <laughs> so then I go on from there.
2: But it's not like that. It's, it's not, not like that. It's not going to be like that at all. You really need... So, there's nothing that... Nothing is going to hit you from the sky <laughs> with, like, knowledge, you know? There's nothing, there's nothing such as that. You're, like, in this big envelope of adultness, but then... If you don't feel the child, I think you're you're probably going to be unhappy after all. Mm-hmm. I don't think that control is going to make you happy, probably. I so I guess you need to listen to your needs that are pretty deep and are reasonable, definitely rational. You know, stuff like this. I, I know. Okay. I, I,
0: I feel
1: like... I'm also very impatient. Okay. <laughs> and, and, yeah. yeah. I'm also all about getting in touch with like my deeper self and understanding what I need. And, and, yeah. and I recognize that sometimes it causes issue and it doesn't make oh things easier necessarily. Not at all. Um, but it is needed to have the happiest version of myself.
2: I guess yeah,
1: that's very hard to, to achieve that kind of
2: happy version. So I'd like seriously this couple of, the last two years of my life were so revealing about so many things that like putting myself into very challenging situations, I put myself through shit every time. Maybe because I wanna reach some limit, because I wanna understand better, because I wanna see how it feels or something. But sometimes I just miserably fail. But again, the cost is in, is high when you when when you know when you wanna know yourself or when you wanna go deeper and deeper in, in 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 stuff, you know? And the people you meet are very much part of what your experience is, and so you share stuff and it's 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 intense, but and anyway, you you're never gonna do it if you don't want to do it, and especially you're never gonna do it if you stay home. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a problem, right? So it really depends. If you're good and happy with home, I guess it's just not for me. Like I'm just one of these people that's probably never gonna be happy after all. Uh am well, not sure I can lie I- I, I am happy. I just don't think that this is free. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I cannot be weird that there's a price, and that's something I need to make make better about me. It's not not everything is about deep detail and you know perfect lifetime analysis or economic planning or financial. So not everything is fucking like this. I uh, sometimes I just like the plant. I want to buy the plant. And I I love myself when I say, I like this, I buy it. This is when I love myself. And sometimes it happens, but at the same time, sometimes it's like, oh no, I refreshed this page dozens of times I haven't bought this because I haven't run the economics and the pros and cons and like, you're terrible at this. So sometimes the support is because you're you you have just like too, too much and you don't wanna invest your energy into something that you don't think is gonna be valuable after all. So that's that's my problem. Sometimes it's I need to like go quickly and rush quickly on something, and I cannot die inside because at the same time I'm quite precise and picky and tidy, and so I wanna do things in a certain way but i know i don't have enough energy to do
1: everything the way it should be done I understand i yeah. completely understand you completely understand Ooh, especially the simple decisions oh my god this is
2: sim- like where should we eat <laughs> no 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 like no. motherfucker you make the decision because i'm i'm i'm, I'm overworked
1: today you like
2: make the decision
1: so, I, yeah. I don't i don't i don't i don't know if Where it comes from. I think it also comes from me for the fact that, like, I want to optimize it. Like, I want to go to the restaurant that is going to fulfill all our, for example, all our cravings, but also have the perfect price for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, if I'm a. if I have to buy, yeah, same, a TV or whatever, like I'm now looking to buy like running shoes. And so I'm looking for the one that has the perfect style and the perfect price and blah, blah, the perfect reviews. And I'm never going to buy I know, you're never going to buy them after
2: all. Yeah. Probably Jenny's going to buy them for you. No, and now I bought one and oh. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I understand what you mean. And I think I understand lots of, about you humans in general when I think about this behavior of mine. And why people make shit decisions lots of the times, just because it's too much energy draining to make the right decision often. So either you split the, you split this, the burden and then you're like, okay, you make the decision about the TV, I'm going to make the decision about the dance. Mm-hmm. And so you split the burden and both decisions are going to be great. But if it's just you that have to do with everything, you have to neglect some stuff. You can't be perfect. And so... That's why sometimes, in general, decisions are kind of bad. You, you, I think it's about learning how much you can, you can really care about this kind of stuff in the in the long term. And I already got better. I used to want to have everybody happy about something, and then I figured, yeah, it's impossible, you know. So you, you kind of need to chill about some stuff that you're not gonna get. Right and sometimes I feel like I it's a it's a good shelter when I go towards impulsive and creativity choices. So it's like oh my god, let's look at something that doesn't need optimization running like or something. So that is kind of soothing for me. Sometimes it's like searching for beauty or even going for a hike. Not much thought into it, like you don't have even to use too much of a. Um, you're not gonna be like scared or anything. So your your body is a kind of balance in a way that you look at beauty, but you're exercising. So your exercise is also rewarding you in a way. So your, your body's moving. So you're just body and mind kind of together. I love that moment and it's something that makes me feel good because I'm not running any I'm not doing drain stupid energy from mm-hmm. my brain to 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 decide what end table I have to buy, you know? So that's yeah. it's kind of it's kind of I think you need to look for your shelters, things that make you makes you makes you, that makes you feel good. Um, because you really need to reward yourself a bit and take a break from the exhausting optimization running we do every fucking day. So that's also something I kind of struggle with. I never really allow myself for a break sometimes. And that's also often why I end up having some anxiety, dark days, because maybe I'm coming from Multiple days of not taking a break, and the older you get, the more you you understand how much you really need to listen to your body needs. And I used to neglect this a lot when I was younger. So I was like just overstudying, overworking, oversporting. I I did that a lot for a long time, and and then little by little you understand that you cannot do that. Like you really need to. I value a lot now the the times like the time I take for. Like resting, and bring my body to balance, balancing between mind and mind and body. Tiredness, especially eating proper food, like all this kind of stuff, which seems sounds very grandma or like whatever, like sounds very very kind of. I mean, kind of shallow, but it's actually that's all you need. <laughs> so it's shallow enough that it's true. <laughs> So that's uh, that's what I' am figuring that I really need so it's, it's so it's like it's so important to keep you on this earth, let's say to yeah. to listen to your body the way you and it's still hard for me. It's still hard because sometimes I want to do this and that, but I just can't and I'm like, okay, just can you please just allow yourself to sit on the couch today? With that. I have such a bubble sometimes it's so struggling but
1: yeah, it's um... I'm going to ask you one last question because um, you mentioned this once when I asked you about no no, I didn't ask you, when I told you about the title of the podcast, yeah uh, I told you what it meant for me but yeah. you actually told me something else and so yeah. I wanted to go back to that um just because I thought it was a very interesting, uh, different interpretation. Mm-hmm. So if you could tell me again, remind me. what if I, I
2: remember, remember what I said, you remember what I said? I do. Okay. 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 Because <laughs> if I remember, I think the first time you said it, I thought about never allow yourself to think that you don't have enough to actually go do whatever you want because you do, if you really think about it, you really do, That that's why that it really depends on what recipe you can follow. But the ingredients are kind of there, like it's really, at least the basic ones. So that's, that's my view of it, that any, I'm not saying anybody can make it, but if, if you want to do it, you you you're, there's a fair, fair chance that you can, that you can, that you can do it once you realize what the means are. And once you do, you probably have the means. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So anybody cook cooks with water, it's it's a very good way. That's why I enjoyed I interpreted it. And this comes definitely from my corporate background where I saw just the same water, by side in different forms and Sometimes it was shit forms, sometimes it was very cool forms, but it was the same water, the same corporates, different people, you know. So that's how I see it. It's really... Yeah, yeah, you can build stuff out of the same means, but you're smart enough if you build it correctly, you know. Yeah, make a nice, nice flavored thing or... Yeah, stuff like this, I would say.
1: This was a great way, kind of... Can I know? Not sure if I kind of, yeah. I think maybe I did better last time. But thank you so much for being in the podcast with me.
2: Oh my God. It was such a pleasure to be your guest on my couch <laughs> for, this, for this podcast. I loved it. And I'm enjoying my lights in my living room and the plant again. I think we chose the perfect location to do this and thank you for giving me the chance also to rethink about all my everything i did in my winning life (laughs) (laughs) a winner in my winner life you are a
1: winner no i'm
2: joking it's just like super it's cool to be part of this thanks thanks julia
0: you just listened to my conversation with melinda on Everybody Cooks with Water. If you'd like to spread comfort, you can share this episode with someone you care about. Thank you for listening. And until next time.